Hi there. Welcome to A Creative Affair, a collection of conversations exploring creativity through the art of photography and other creative passions. I'm Bree. I'm a lifelong creative and I'm currently exploring the art of nature and landscape photography. It is also my privilege as a life coach to help other creatives achieve their dreams with less stress and tons more fun. And guess what? I love a good road trip. I love watching the scenery change. I love the freedom that I have to explore and kind of go wherever I want. Oh, what's down that road? And then I go. And, um, and I also really love the opportunity I have to think and contemplate. And even if I'm with someone else, um, we're not usually talking the whole time, listening to music and, and kind of sometimes doing our own things. So it's a really great opportunity for me to just kind of, uh, leave behind some of the stresses of the world and really focus inward. So, and I also think a road trip is a great time to listen to podcasts like this one. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we should listen to it. I, I love listening to podcasts as I um, have that spare time. Uh, I'm Len and uh, I'm a visual artist living here in Sydney. I run an innovative photography school that teaches uh, creatives uh, about creativity I'm an art teacher and I practice printmaking, etching, lithography, drawing, watercolour painting, photography. I spend so much of my life trying to understand creativity and to develop it and, and uh, explore what it is. Uh, one way of doing that is having meaningful conversations with others, uh, listening to them, and reading. And, and that's what this podcast is so much about, is having uh, wonderful conversations about it to explore, to develop this understanding. And, and so we hope that this podcast uh, helps you as well. Now, Bree was just talking about having that time to think and contemplate. I just walked across the bottom of Tasmania with my son over 11 days and over 100 kilometres of, um, of walking. And we have these long moments of silence, and I mean days of them, and where we, we, are, we go really inward. And uh, doing that, I found that incredibly healing and uh, uh, such a beautiful place to be. So uh, uh, just wandering around and having time to contemplate, that's also very, very special for me. Anyway, today we want to talk about a tool to help this contemplation, and that tool is journaling. Uh, journaling. Uh, do you journal, Brie? <laughs> oh my goodness! I think we're ta you're talking to the wrong person. <laughs> ah, okay. No, so, I, um, I don't journal like like in the traditional sense. I actually, I have to. Okay, so full disclosure, um, I did do that when I was younger and had a little experience. I'm not going to talk about it, but it's like, and I could do it now if I wanted to, but I really haven't done very much of it. Like, and I'm talking about journaling, like writing down your daily happenings and all of those things. Um, uh -huh. but I, so that's kind of for me, what journaling 
it in the traditional sense is and you know um but I do other things so how about you oh we'll talk about those in a minute so well, how about you Lynn I don't know if I journal in the traditional sense either but I I, I do um use the the practice of making notes um having um uh, books that I write in and um, use extensively throughout my actually my whole life, and it's a habit that I uh, have never been able to put down. That some people would call journaling, but doesn't fit into that stereotypical idea that you are, are talking about. And I wouldn't really call it um, journaling either. Uh, I'd call it that I, I keep a sketchbook, I have notebooks, I have a visual diary. And I use and explore that um, to help understand uh, my creative process, to uh, contemplate things, um, to put ideas and, and to, um, to draw and make notes. It, it, when did you start? Like, how long have you been doing this? Ah. Uh, uh, I think it really started at art school uh, properly. Uh, before that, um, it was more just drawings and, and uh, I never really had much confidence in my writing. But at art school, uh, carrying around a, a, a sketchbook um, with a pen became a habit. Uh, and it was also trendy, you know, we'd go down to the coffee shop and you'd sit in the coffee shop drinking um, our soy lattes and our um, echinacea teas and um, we'd sit there uh, having our gluten-free cakes drawing people in the coffee shop and uh, it was a badge of honour as an artist at an art school to carry around a sketchbook. And... Um, uh, one of the things that I learnt quickly was that uh, you're in class and someone says an idea and you write it in your sketchbook. And uh, it became not only uh, a sketchbook, but it became a, a book of ideas and notes and it kept expanding. And so one of our teachers said to us, um, uh, I want you to record your dreams for the term. And so the sketchbook became the place to put our dreams into um, because it was there. It was the thing that we were carrying around to use to uh, record life visually with our drawings, but also in the written form. So um, it, it, it took over from, you know, that the book that we, you know, we had an exercise book at school that we put our notes in. Um, my sketchbook uh, became part of that um, notebook uh, to just uh, join in with my whole life. So into it went drawings, ideas, dreams, thoughts, shopping lists, uh, anything that came along goes into that one book that I, that I carry along. So, uh, Bree, it's become a lifelong habit, a, a lifelong habit really beautiful and i love the idea of recording your dreams i'm almost afraid of that <laughs> <So> <laughs> like like if you said for a month i'm gonna record all my dreams a you would have to remember that but b uh you you might be looking at dreams that you might 
be kind of afraid of, you know? Um, so in that, that would be really interesting. How many of these do oh. you have? I, I've well, got go shelves. I know oh, I have got shelves and shelves of them, and um, uh, I keep buying them. And there's a collection. Uh, I actually am using about ten at the moment, um, and the different sizes. So I've got tiny ones for when I'm bushwalking. I've got one in my camera bag permanently. Uh, I have one in my travel pack. Uh, there's one beside the bed. There's a few here next to my um, uh, workspace where I'm working. Uh, so they vary uh, in size, um, colour, and um, place where they live. Like, and I feel this almost turned into a little interview with you, Len, <laughs> about how you do this. But um, I think maybe I want to say, if I'm curious, maybe a lot of our listeners are too. Do you, um, if you have them in so many places, are you dating are you dating uh, making a date on any of these or are these just like you're making notes and whichever one happens to be closest <laughs> to you when it comes to you <laughs> oh okay that's a good question and um uh dating is interesting because i date my dreams and i do still record my dreams and uh, uh it's become a, a habit as well and uh, to learn to remember your dreams brie you just say to yourself every night um, before you go to sleep, I'm going to remember my dreams. And you make an affirmation of that over and over. And then in the morning, you keep your eyes closed before you, when you first wake up. And you mentally walk back through your dream. And then when you do open your eyes, you go straight to your um, uh, your diary or your journal or whatever it is, your, your sketchbook and uh, make write it down and if you start doing that you'll find that you'll write down you'll you'll start having a tiny bit of memory and you'll write that down and, and as you keep practicing and you keep telling yourself that you can remember you can open that up uh, quite um, effectively till you can remember the whole dream but I personally get scared by my dreams because our dreams are often our fears aren't they and um, uh, we're expressing them. So I go through periods where I sleep terribly because I don't want to actually go into the dream state and uh, I'm scared of them. So and dreams as a whole, that's a huge kettle of fish to, to explore <laughs> right. down. Is that a whole episode? Just kidding. I but, don't know. I don't know. But it is yes, it interesting. Should be. Too. I think it should be an episode. <laughs> I mean, I, I think it is interesting to record those things. And because I think sometimes ideas will come to us and even I know you've told me about an experience that you had and um, where you were like I dreamed this thing and um, it's about a collaboration and you need to collaborate with me <laughs> so I think and, and it wasn't it, maybe it wasn't like we have to do this but I think sometimes our dreams can help push us in ways that um, creatively anyway that we wouldn't normally and so re having a record of that because dreams are so fleeting that they just kind of you know leave mm. and if we mm. don't record them then I find myself later like I had the most vivid dream but I can't remember I've gotten little snippets you know so I can imagine that uh, keeping a small record or you know um, keeping a little bit of a journal could be really really helpful is it raining now there is that the big it, rain it is it's raining i hope it doesn't interfere with the recording there um 
can hear uh, it, but um, but we're just gonna say it's nature, just like some uh, of your birds okay. outside. I mean, you know, if there if it sometimes we get crazy winds here, so you know, re- remember <laughs> remember, folks, we don't have fancy studios, but no, so mean, you get the nature, shed, <laughs> and you can hear it on the tin roof, yeah, and it is yeah, easing up there. But um, with our dreams, I learned something incredibly important from Freeman Patterson, and uh, he's a, a an incredible photographer. Um, very, very inspiring for about creativity and one I recommend people to look up. Uh, and I've been lucky enough to study with him in, in multiple different uh, instances uh, in New Zealand and in South Africa. Um, uh, he says to me, Len, our, our subconscious and our conscious uh, are often uh, about a year behind each other. So um, our dreams, which is a, a direct access to our subconscious, uh, often for me personally, I don't understand the meaning of my dreams for about a year or two afterwards. And when I read back my dream diary from two years ago, I can go, oh, well, that's what was happening in my life. No wonder I was having all those dreams and it was helping me sort all those things out. Uh, and my consciousness is actually caught up to my subconscious. So that's a, a an interesting idea about dreams and their meanings. And for me, having that time period actually helps me understand them. <laughs> Amazing. I really, it is. I, lo- I, I think that, I think it's super, super fascinating. And, um, you know, in doing some reading, uh, about this topic, because I was curious, um, what other, I mean, I, I'm always curious what other people have to say, but I found a couple of, um, little quotes here, uh, and I, I'm sorry, I can't tell you. It's just from a website, but I so I just wrote it down. Um, but uh, they were talking about some different, like you know, famous people and and uh, where they're, um, what they said about their journals. And and this person says Frida Kahlo's journal doubled as her sketchbook, which is similar to you, Len. And she says, "I don't paint dreams or nightmares." Kahlo wrote, I paint my own reality. And so this is what she said in her own journal. Um, and, uh, I just think it's so interesting that she's like using, using her journal to kind of express to herself, like how she's painting her own reality. And then another, another, um, interesting she's, thing from Marilyn. Yeah. She's reflecting on herself to try and using, um, uh, uh, the written tool of a of a sketchbook or uh, of writing and drawing to understand who she is, and yeah. I think this is an incredibly important part. So we need to um, shift the idea of what journaling is uh, and actually look to, look at it as a as a means to unpacking and unsorting uh, sorting out who we are and what our art is about for us, where it's going, what we're doing, all those sort of things. And what a beautiful quote that that is. It's about finding out that truth about who she is, I think, and that's uh, quite a special one. I love that. Um, I love that explanation. And maybe it's something that I um, want to do more of. I mean, I do do some of this, but not in a in a deeper sense. And I think probably Len, because you've been doing this kind of work for so long that you really understand what it does for you and how it benefits you and, um, how you can 
see who you are, you know, in reflection of, of just, you know, watching your past self, um, you know, grow and change and, and, um, and become right. So Ah, very much so. And, uh, it, it's an unfolding, it's an unpacking, it's a, a trying to understand, but it's also a record keeping and an exploration. So it, it's not a record of my life. I don't sit down ever and say, today I did this. Uh, and I don't ever sit there and say, tomorrow I'm going to do that. Uh, I might write notes. So that idea that Frida Kahlo has there, I might actually write that quote into my into my book. And so that... Um, the very process of handwriting it down into the book uh, is a way of rote learning it, and uh, it goes into our minds, and uh, it it gets reinforced, and it becomes a, a longer term memory through this practice of writing it down. So I have no, I have no clear guidelines as to what I put into my um, these books. I just put things that are interesting into them that um, I want to explore in my mind. You know, um, in talking in talking about uh, when my kids were younger and learning about how we all how people learn differently. You know, we're we're visual learners. We're auditory. We maybe um, I, I forget all of the different ways that we can. Kinesthetics, learn. another one. Yeah, I was going to say doing. like that's the tactile, right? Yes, so, learning by doing. Um, and and what's interesting is sometimes and um, sometimes when I'm writing, I'm visually seeing it. That I, that actually helps solidify. But it's that kinesthetic, like actually, it's it's almost like um, inputting. You know, if you're writing down this quote, it's like inputting it into your body um, because the, it it's almost like you wrote it down, but you don't have to look at it again necessarily. Uh, exactly. It, you don't have to ever read it again. Right. Because, because writing you already it down know. makes the memory. There's a really right. great example of that, isn't there, Brie? We write a shopping list, we leave it at home, and we have more chance of remembering um, what was on the shopping list because we wrote it down and we took the time to think about it at the time of recording and we actually don't need the list. Although, you know, someone with my memory, um, I definitely need it these days, but yeah, the act same of here. writing it reinforces what it means. Yeah. And I love that. I, I actually, I, I've written down so many things before that I don't have to go back. I almost never go back and reread um, just notes that I've written because I can re I can remember what they're about and I can bring to my remembrance, the, the ones that are really important. You know, if I'm, you know, let's say we're talking here during this conversation, I might have remember writing something down. That's really important. And I mean, it could be like two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago. And, and, um, and, and I'm able to bring that back because I wrote it down. And I actually think we can type. I think that's a fabulous way to journal. You can do that if you want to. I, I actually use, I used to use pen and paper, like, and, and I can, maybe this is a time to talk about how kind of I do it, but, um, 
I actually have been using my iPad for years and I just have a notes app and it's super fun because I can put pictures. I can like input pictures in there really easily and I can write all over them and there's so many, you know, it can change colors and write big and write small and, you know, twist things and, you know, all I can do all kinds of stuff because it's digital and I'm still using a pencil and doing the tactile recording of it. And mm, um, So you are still using a pencil when you use uh-huh. your iPad. Yeah, Isn't that I can't, beautiful, Brie? I, yeah, I can't not do it. I've tried the typing, so sometimes I do type a little note um, or make a note on my phone and then input it into, uh, you know, maybe a little idea or something that I'm collecting. Um, but the, I, I have to write it. I, I just, I have to. There's just something about it. And I, ha- I like, I just have to tac- tactile handwritten. I have to. There's- well, the research backs that up that by handwriting it out, um, it does, it goes into our memory better than when we type it out. And it, uh, it's much more effective doing it by longhand um, and using the pencil on the pad. Um, I also keep a, a, a digital diary. Um, I have a, I use a, a, a notebook sort of software and I clip web pages and all sorts of things into there. But uh, it's nowhere near as effective for me personally um, because I don't have a pencil and I don't write into it. And I tend to use it for clipping and lists and um, uh, specific notes that I do need to refer to. And I use my um, handwritten ones where I'm much more freer to, in my own mind, uh, to self-express in there without fear of um, judgment. So uh, I think one of the things that worried me when I was started journaling, and I actually have my very first diary as a kid, and it was today I did this and it started with the date and um, I started censoring myself, worrying about who was going to read it. And yet I was doing it for me. And I found this was an interesting, fascinating phenomenon that uh, I was scared to write certain things in there. Anyway, uh, that's long since gone that when I put it into a written diary, I express myself fully without fear and I actively. I don't sit there and, and reread them. Um, it's not something that is, I build into my workflow or, or way that I work. It's a way of working uh, on what's going on in my mind right now with, with what's happening. One of the things that you asked is how do you organise it all and um, uh, sort it out. I, I do have particular books that are set aside for very specific purposes. So I have one that I take to workshops and I always put notes from workshops into that particular book. I have one that I've kept educational games in and I, I make notes. And so whenever I'm at an opportunity like a conference or I'm attending someone else's training, or I'm observing someone teaching. Uh, That was my career for many years, um, training teachers. I would actually make notes of people's activities and games into one book. So uh, when I actually had to go and teach, I just grabbed that book and take it with me, and I suddenly have a bag of tricks that I can dive into to use uh, as a resource. So some of them are set aside for that, 
But the rest of them, uh, I always personally have a, a one with blank pages. They can't have lines on them. And I'm really particular about that because uh, I need to be able to draw and at the same time or not have any ordering on there. My, my hand needs to go all over the pa- place. And uh, uh, sometimes I'll write, you know, one word in really big letters right across the whole page and then that's the whole page. And other times I'll draw a diagram and that's the whole page. Um, and, and other times I'll write really tiny and there's huge amounts of notes in there. So uh, I do have systems that I've developed over that time. That's funny. We're complete opposite. I need like little graph dots or um, not the graph paper, but like even like could just be little dots. But I like a line. Mm. <laughs> like I like to be able to, I like, because what I'm doing is, um, is really just letting all my thoughts out of my head when I'm, when I'm doing this. And it's very, um, sometimes it's just all of it and sometimes it's prescriptive, but I want to see those things. And also I like to doodle with the lines. So. (laughs) (laughs) Well, isn't that true? It's, um, it's different for each of us. We actually have to figure out what works for us as, as individuals and, um, uh, there's no one way, is there? No. And, you know, um, I think, you know, you talked about saving some things online. You know, we've both talked about writing, handwriting, but I just don't think, I mean, for sure, that's a great way to do it because it does help you like kinesthetically, but, um, but there's nothing wrong with keeping notes on your phone, you know? And I, I think the point of this conversation or, or even like, um, my husband, he's, he keeps all his journal stuff on an Evernote document. He's very organized. He has things like dated and, and just organized into folders. And, but that doesn't, the great thing is, is like, it really we're using our personalities, right? Tapping into your, who you are and how you want to express yourself. And then, and then just using that medium to be able to do it is Mm. really, really important. So one of the good questions to ask ourselves and to talk about is, uh, how can journaling actually help our creativity? And I think that that's a, a really important, um, question to ask before we we dive into some other theories and what other practices are going on out there. Um, uh, It's so powerful in um, uh, exploring our thoughts, isn't it, Uh, as a way of um, uh, uh, documenting, um, I think exploring is the best word for me. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a it's like a whiteboard where I'm um, uh, I'm pushing things around, or I've got things and I can move them and group them together and sort out my thoughts uh, in in a place uh, in a place that I do with a pencil. Um, well, do you have any I, ideas of how it can help us? Well, I love what you said uh, a few moments ago that it kind of. Um, you talked about writing without judgment and, and I think, um, I think high on one of the, one of the ways it helps us is it just, 
if we allow ourselves to just write, create, you know, use these journals as a way to um, quiet that judgment and just, you know, take away that inner um, sensor, you know, that, you know, that, that idea. Okay. So when I'm talking to you right now, Len, I'm mm-hmm. halfway censoring myself. <laughs> Like when we're having conversation, we're not really, we're not really saying every single thing that pops into our minds, you know, and when we write it down, it's just ourselves and the writing and we don't have to, we don't have to censor ourselves at all. We don't have to have any judgment about it. Sometimes it's just interesting to look and see what's coming out of us. Mm. Uh, That's a... That's actually uh, suggested by people that um, do that is that uh, you don't actually reread your your journaling um, and you don't let anyone else read it so that uh, you don't have to censor yourself. And uh, I, I think that's a, such a special thing uh, to have as a bit of a practice in there that it's, it's your little private place to explore and to do things. Uh, I know my brain goes so fast that my speaking is and writing is so slow in comparison. And of, yes, there's a huge censorship that goes on continually. And uh, I'm one of those people that um, goes quiet and, and thinks about what they're going to say before they open their mouth. And um, uh, I'm always censoring myself. And uh, here's a place that I don't have to. Yeah, and I... I love the idea of not censoring myself because maybe, maybe some of you are like me. And for a long time, I was like a little bit afraid what was going to come out. And, um, I think in some ways we kind of are a little bit. And I think when we can just allow the, all the thoughts, the amazing, the terrible, the ugly, the judgmental, whatever it is, if we can just let it all out, all of our crazy things that we're thinking and see them, maybe we're not so scared of them after all. And maybe some, and we're talking about how it helps our creativity, but maybe some in exploring that some really amazing new ideas or thoughts come out of it too, Mm. um, because we aren't censoring ourselves. By learning not to censor ourselves um, in, in, in this private manner, uh, I think that is a skill that we can bring into our art because how, how often when we're, you know, we're, we're creating an artwork, uh, we're, we're saying and we've got that inner dialogue going on, oh, that's not going to work. Um, oh, I've seen that before. Uh, we, we actually censor our own work with uh, justifications and fears. And uh, if we can practice being more truthful, um, in that way, then there's benefits in our art as well, isn't there? Anytime we can um, see what's happening internally, like actually visually see it, I think we build that relationship with ourselves. And then I think it comes out in other ways. And I think that's part of this whole exploration, this journaling is to figure out, like help figure out who we are and to build our relationship with our own self. Because I've noticed that as I have done that, that my, and I don't know about this for you, Len, I'm doing all the hand motions (laughs) that my relationship with my artistic passions (laughs) is actually really, it's strengthened because 
I know more about what I want. I know more about who I am. And that's such um that's such an amazing place to be. It's like your little, um, we, we, by the way, said we were going to flirt more, but I think it's a really like intimate moment with yourself. Don't you think? (laughs) Oh, it definitely is. And (laughs) I I was giggling as you were saying that because, um, I I think my whole journey as an artist is uh, one of self-discovery. Uh, it's not so much a discovery, um, an outward one. It's very much an inward journey. And, uh, the more in touch I become of who I am and my feelings and my thoughts and uh, the things that excite me and uh, um, the things that repulse me and uh, 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 who I am as a person, uh, my creativity becomes better and my artwork becomes better. And uh, uh, that's the journey for me is um, learning about who I am. Uh, in this particular process. Yes, I love, love, love that. And that goes right into one of our other points about how journaling can help us is being able to, like, not only can journaling, like journaling can help us find our own voices, um, but it can help us trust that voice as well. So like, Um, One of the ways that I journal is, and this is public, but I feel like it's my journal. It's me, it's me like saying ideas (laughs) and expressing things to all of you is I have a blog and, and you know, anyone who's done a blog usually is it's a, it's an expression of thoughts that you have that you just, you know, want to share. And so, um, for me, it's kind of, um, it's been an interesting journey to write a blog and I'm, I'm working on, um, I'm working on doing it more because I love the feeling that I get of being able to express myself in my own voice and then read it back to myself and go, yes, that's exactly who I am. And I'm, I'm learning to trust what comes out of my mind because I'm, because I'm writing it down. Does that make sense to you? Len? It definitely does. Um, and I think social media is another way of journaling as well. And many people use <coughs> Instagram and those sort of Facebook as a way of journaling, uh, doing it publicly. I noticed that when I, um, uh, I, I blogged um, a, a newsletter and at one point I managed to get up doing a post every day and I wrote and I wrote and I wrote and I kept putting my images up and my artworks and my written journaling um, dropped off because I was doing it in another forum in a different format, uh, but and I was do, choosing to do it publicly um, to learn to trust my own voice. Uh, and I was at that particular point in my life where I needed to um, express it publicly and uh, to gain confidence in that inner voice that was going on there. So I think. Uh, 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 This idea uh, of um, speaking and expressing ourselves uh, through words and images and and recording things uh, doesn't just have to be in a blank book. It can be um, in so many different ways and places uh, as a thought to to use for this growth. Yeah, I I agree. And I think think testing it out can be really fun to, um, in, in helping us find our own voice, recording it in our, in our private moments 
and then putting it out there and testing to see um, how we feel about it, you know, when we share mm. these things publicly. Because here's the thing. Most of us, and I would say 99.99999% um, are doing some sort of artwork that we share with the world. So, and you know, that's, that's what we're discussing here is using that journaling to help influence, uh, what, what we're putting out there for, you know, for the rest of the world to enjoy. So, um, what else, what else you got? How else does this help us, Lynn? Well, it helps us sort through our ideas, doesn't it? Um, it, be, it becomes a sorting process an ordering process, uh, a, a way of, um, uh, systematically um, uh, sorting it out. We can, uh, for me, so many ideas uh, uh, can be so complex and, and the moment that I can turn them into a diagram uh, becomes a, an incredibly important learning moment for me. And uh, uh, when I can synthesize it down into something quite as a simple diagram, um, suddenly it makes so much more sense. And uh, it, I think that's part of the way that my, my mind works is that um, uh, I love working with models of how things work and how uh, the world works. And when I actually have solid models, uh, I can see how that things fit into them and also the fluid nation of them, that the fluid nature that they aren't um, boxes to put people in or to put things in, but they're um, ways to explore our preferences um, by going into areas that maybe we avoid or not not work with. Uh, I and I love. Go ahead. Uh, in my <laughs> art, it's the same. So by uh, exploring through words and diagrams and and images. Uh, I can understand my artwork better. So I find myself in my um, in my visual um, diary, my um, my um, journal, whatever, um, my uh, sketchbook. I'll actually draw my photographs in there, just rough sketches, and then I'll put little arrows in here, in there, and go, well, this is happening over here, and that's happening there, and then uh, I thought this when I took it, and then this means this, and. Uh, it becomes a, a mind map of one of my artworks as I'm exploring what's going on in there. And so often uh, there's this uh, explosion of ideas of where to go next. That's and they so just interesting pour to out, me. <laughs> absolutely just pour out into there. And I find too, uh, well, I have a couple of points, but um, to, uh, to add to that, when we start writing ideas and then not censoring them, right? And just allowing ideas to just come out of us, however they're gonna come out of us. And and we honor them by writing them down. I feel like we get even more of them and I, I, I just think they grow. And that's kind of an amazing place to be for our own creativity that, uh, that, it, that it kind of fosters even more of it by, by being able to write down um, and record so many ideas. And I don't, I'm not talking about ideas where um, they're like in a complete sentence, like it could just be one word. It could be a little image. It could be, yeah, like you said, like, like these models. And I, I, um, I don't know where I was. Oh, I love the idea. I love the the 
the practice of just writing down ideas um, and just letting your brain come up with as many ideas as you can come up with. My husband actually calls it idea storming. And I think that's a really fun way of, um, of journaling is just to, is just to, you know, let that all out. But sometimes when I'm writing them and it's very directed, I'm writing a word I'm writing, um, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm doing the same thing as you are. I, Lynn, I would love to see you with an iPad, like and putting your <laughs> images like in the iPad and then writing them, you know, like writing, <laughs> writing on top of it. And, you know, I, I mean, I think, I think you like the handwritten part, but it would be interesting to see what you do digitally. <laughs> <laughs> well, part of my love for the handwriting is that I was a drawer and I love drawing and a pencil still to this day is incredibly important to me and it's a it's a tool that uh, is an extension of my hand and my thought process um i like this idea of brain um idea storming um <laughs> uh, i think it uh, probably and it does for me it has to have similar rules to brainstorming where um one of the things that doesn't happen uh in my journal is a negative critique of the ideas uh, I just uh, I just throw them down, and, and what happens is the ones that surface to being more important get expanded and kept getting moved, and the ones that aren't so good just get left behind. And I'm not critiquing them as I'm um, uh, putting them down because that critique actually stops that create that that idea formation. I was wondering, is that the same for uh, for you and your husband there? Yeah, yeah, I agree. You have to be able to just lay everything out there and recognize. In fact, he goes, he says, the crazier, the better. Oh, no, no. He, I know he uses the word absurd. The more absurd, the better. Because this is when we really, and being able to give ourselves the freedom not to, um, not to put our ideas into like some sort of box that we think they need to be in, you know, um, and, and just letting it all flow out of us. And what's funny is as we, as we start doing a few, then we start opening up more and we mm. do a few more. And then we have this idea like, okay, I'm just going to get crazy here. And then you can just allow, I think there's like a little bit of a warm up. You can just allow the floodgates to just open. I love, I also love this principle. And I think it's a mindset, it's a specific mindset going into doing this kind of thing, knowing that you're not going to make a judgment about any of it. And that everything you put down could be awesome. Mm. <laughs> like Very it much really, so. right? It, it came out of you. Why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't it be awesome? But we get to make the judgment later about maybe what we want to work on, maybe what we love so much. Maybe there's something that you um, that we write down that immediately uh, resonates with us, and we're like, oh my gosh. I have to do that. Mm. I have to do this thing. And I want to say like you, you just shook your head. Cause I know you, this has happened to you and it's happened to me before, right? That's understanding <laughs> your inner voice and under, you know, connecting with yourself. And this is all tied together. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Isn't that, it's a very old idea. I, I'm, I'm suddenly thinking of Edward de Bono and, um, 
you know, the six thinking hats and all, um, all these ideas on creativity and on brainstorming. Um, this critique has to be separated um, out from the process um, uh, and it has to have space. And I know as a practitioner, as an artist, I also have to create that space uh, in in my procedures and uh, the way that I work. I build that space in so that um, ideas have time to mature before I start getting into the, oh, that's not going to work phase, or I don't like that one phase. Uh, I have to leave that space um, for them. So I think that's a very, very uh, special um, point. I think Be I think it's important. Uh, yeah, I think so. And I think it's important to say, you know what, maybe these ideas, um, you know, one of the things that we have, you know, in our notes is like the journaling lets you nurture ideas that you that might not be ready. This says harvesting, but you might not be ready to put to implement or use. And sometimes we write things down and we think it's interesting, but we're not quite ready for it. And over time we might be and so we could come back to it or we could do a, a similar exercise or we might find ourselves sketching and journaling and the idea pops into our minds again right and and then here we are remembering this something that we had written down and it's time so mm. that is such a huge benefit of doing this for our own creativity because we never know what where these ideas when they're going to pop back up when they're going to be ready and um and i don't know if we necessarily you know want to force that right I'd, I'd like to just at this point um introduce uh julia uh cameron's work um the artist's way and uh, yes for me it was a, a a seminal moment discovering uh uh this particular book uh, uh it's, I think it's in its uh, 40th um, edition or something. It's been published for the last um, 30 or 40 years uh, so many times. And you, you can find it in any um, thrift shop um, anywhere, really, because it's uh, so many, um, it's so popular. But anyway, she introduced the idea of morning pages. And uh, The Artist's Way is an incredibly important book uh, for artists about the creative process. And she suggests that uh, every morning you get up and the very first thing that you day uh, during your day is you sit down and you write three pages of longhand about absolutely anything that comes to your mind. And uh, you just get it out uh, in longhand into a journal. You never read it again. You allow yourself to be um, reflective in the past. You can be um, write stuff about the very, very present. You could write stuff about the future. You could write your dreams. You could write anything. Uh, it's totally free form. It can go wherever it can be. You could write a shopping list. Uh, you could write a list of hates. You could write a list of loves. You, could, you just follow whatever it is uh, that, that's happening there. And uh, you don't ever read it. You don't ever show anyone. And um, uh, you just keep at it. You keep wait, working wait, at wait. it on a daily basis. So you don't go back and reread this? You don't Cause, read them. Because I, ha uh, I haven't read The Artist's Way yet. But, so you don't reread it. That's you interesting. You don't reread them. You just, uh, why? Uh, why not? Why? 
because yeah. what she's what she's um, discovered, and and Julia actually is a writer. She's written uh, so many books, and uh, uh, really her advice was originally for writers, um, but it, us visual art creatives have picked it up and go, oh, this is actually really exciting as well. Um, what it becomes, it becomes a clearinghouse. Uh, it allows us to get rid of shit out of our lives through the paper and throw it away. It allows us to express possibilities into the paper and um, uh, allow them to be explored in our mind. So uh, by doing it every morning, and she says it's incredibly important not to do it at night because when you do it at night, it becomes, well, today I did this. And it's a reflective thing. Whereas in the morning, it's a clearing, it's a getting rid of, it's, a, it's an expression. And uh, we've tried this in my workshops over um, periods of time. And obviously, it's not for everyone. But some people who've picked this up and actually gone with it have found that their mind is clearer during the day and more in touch with who they are as a person, that their creativity flows more freely. And uh, uh, once they get going and some of that crap gets out and, and leaves us, uh, the ideas start bubbling to the surface and start appearing in the morning pages and uh, become just in the same way that we're talking about our, our notes in our iPad and, and in my sketchbook, um, become brainstorming sessions once we've cleared that space in our lives. Okay, well, I think this is a great time for me to tell you what I do then. <laughs> oh, please do, Brie, please do. <laughs> because Open I haven't I've hinted at it, but I haven't mentioned exactly what I do. And I do something very similar to this, actually. And it's not, I, I look at it again, though, sometimes, <laughs> depending. <laughs> so, um, and I have found, and when you were talking about, um, and by the way, I, I haven't seen this before. So I love, I love sometimes we just save things for you know, when we're doing the podcast because I feel like I want it to be fresh and I want to have talk about it <laughs> in the moment. So, so I love what you said about not doing it at night because at the end of my day, I'm like, I'm tired. I don't want to write. I just want to read a book or, uh, you know, I don't have, I've already thought about all the things. And so in the morning when I wake up, I have like all of the thoughts swirling around in my head about so many things. And so I have found, and, and I, I would like to say I do this every day, but I, I do this on a, <laughs> mostly daily basis. I even have it in my calendar to do <laughs> 7 a.m. I really just like to grab a drink and sit, not alcohol, because I, I actually don't drink, <laughs> but um, I, you know, a little morning beverage and sit on my sofa in the kind of half light and do mm -hmm. this. And so I, and, and really this has become part of like my coaching practice for myself is it's, I call it a thought download. And, um, and this is really, I just spend five minutes and just put in, and, and it could be like, I'm wondering what I'm thinking about this particular thing. And I let all of my thoughts about that thing out. But really my favorite is when I just put 
all the things that are swirling around in my brain out. And, and it's so interesting to see what is happening inside there <laughs> and to be able to put it down. And then, you know, going back to like the not having judgment, looking at it and going, okay, I really like who I am. I can decide after I write it all down if it's ugly or whatever, and and then I get to decide if I want to keep it, right? So this is what you're talking about, right? You don't read it. um, Your ideas about what you put down can change about it, right? And I find that even just writing things down, it really expands my mind in a way that I've never had before because all of a sudden I'm seeing visually what's been going on in my Mm. mind maybe and maybe sometimes ideas pop up and i write those on another you know on another thing or i make a line and i write those down ideas for today or ideas or whatever it is you know like oh i gotta put that on that note right and so um it doesn't have to be super prescriptive but i totally i totally agree with julia cameron in this being able to put the things that are in your mind down on paper and wherever you're going to write them, you could type them out. It's totally fine. But I like you that she says longhand. I do think there's value in that. And just writing it all out and seeing, and then there's, there's actually other work that I do with it. If I want to, if I have some sort of thought that comes out that I'm like, oh, I didn't know I was thinking that. And I wonder how that's affecting what's going on in my life. And then I can do some work around that. Um, that's where I would like want to go back and reread. Um, but it, it is a really amazing practice. It, it really is amazingly helpful. Do you do this, Len? Um, I, I do. And I also, f- I found morning was also the time that I did my, um, when I was blog blogging and, um, you know, had a daily newsletter, um, I did it first thing. And that was also a clearing thing because I didn't have a structure other than I'm going to do one at every day. And uh, I found I was writing stuff that just came from uh, all over the place. And sometimes I I would find the photograph first and uh, work from it. And other times the words would come first and I'd have to find the photograph to come with it. And uh, uh, it actually helped me focus for the rest of my day as well. Um, but it, I haven't got the discipline to sit with my um, my journal every morning. Uh, I'm much more random, and it, it floats all over the place. And uh, uh, but I have to have it with me virtually everywhere I go. So it's something that I carry and uh, have at close hand. Well, I carry my iPad, so there you go. It's always with me. Mm. <laughs> I am. But I I think can I make one more point about this and. And I want to say, if there is, if you are struggling creatively, and I think sometimes this happens to us when we're struggling to create. Maybe I'm relating this to like landscape photography when I'm out, or I know I'm going to go out. And so much of the uh, the time, we have so many thoughts in our brains, <laughs> just swirling around. I think this can be a really helpful tool for helping clear all that out. And so if you mm. find yourself with extra with extra stuff going on in your head that um, that's impacting maybe your creative process, then maybe try this and see if it helps clear or quiet 
some of the noise. And maybe there are some thoughts that you might want to pay attention to, right? That maybe that's like, oh, I do want to pay attention to that, but you can come back to it because you have it written down. You can come back to it and address it if you want to, right? But you can keep creating, like having that all down, then you can hopefully, it's just a way you could possibly keep creating Mm. without, um, you know, without, uh, what was I going to say without necessarily wondering like what's going on? I have all these thoughts going on in my head and I can't do my work. And this is a way to kind of quiet well, those things. Howard Gardner is a psychologist and, uh, he has, um, he reckons that there's three practices that are common to, uh, creative people. And they are one daily reflection, um, two, uh, the ability to leverage their strengths, and three, a, a way to refine their failures. And uh, uh, what journaling and this daily practice is actually doing is allowing us to deal with our failures and to concentrate on our strengths. And we're doing it in a, in a regular manner, and uh, here's just one of those tools to do that. Uh, uh, through the process of writing. And I think it's a, personally, I find it an incredibly powerful one and uh, one that, uh, as I said earlier, it's become a lifelong practice to do and to continue with. I love that. In fact, sometimes I don't even write all the thoughts going down in my head. I'm like today, I'm feeling really crappy and I'm feeling like a failure, speaking of failure. And I just want to write down all of the ways that I'm awesome. <laughs> so, and like, no joke, can we maybe use our journals as a way to remind ourselves how amazing we are and how, like how far we've come and what we've learned and, you know, some of the successes that we've had and, um, and really maybe realize that, you know, the stuff we think is a failure maybe is just a stepping stone to, to doing more really amazing stuff. Right. So. What's that lovely exercise where you um, uh, you write? Um, uh, what's it called after you've died? And, and um, your they, obituary. <laughs> you, you write your own obituary and about all the wonderful achievements that you've had. And uh, what a wonderful, wonderful thing to do. And uh, one of the things that I enjoy in conversations um, when I'm sharing myself to other people, when someone says to me, Len, I've got no idea how you managed to fit it all in. And uh, that to me is one of those lifting moments where I remind myself, oh my God, I've actually achieved an, an incredible lot of things. And yet I have these depressive moments where I'm, I'm hooked on a tiny failure and uh, they get me down and get in my way and create this wave of... Um, non-productivity like I'm I'm stuck I, I, I you're totally um uh, trapped in your thoughts and uh I end up in a, a circular thinking and I'm I'm trapped there and uh, I have a very unproductive day but when when I stop and remind myself of all these wonderful things and actually deal with all of those negative thoughts then um, I have a, the most incredible productive days. So to me, this becomes a, a fantastic way um, to look at our strengths and weaknesses uh, through daily reflection. It's, it's and, just incredible. 
And that is one of the ways that journaling can help us. It can help us like when we're being, um, deliberate about it and stopping and using that moment that we're doing it as a reflect, like just slowing down and reflecting, you know, it's, it gives us the opportunity to really think about some things rather than spinning around and whatever, like Mm. whatever, like, woe is me that we have going on, you know, being able to just, um, stop and reflect not just about failure, but, um, it could be about all kinds of different things, right? It could be, it could be about any topic that we, you know, we're thinking about or contemplating, but taking the time to, to do some writing and, and, um, and, you know, write out those things that we have going on, it will really help us in our processing and, um, because we're reflecting on it. So that, that act of slowing down, that's what makes us become more in, attuned to us and to our subject um, that we're working with, our, uh, our, with our um, processes, with our creative processes, by slowing down and becoming more present, which is this is a tool to help us do, we create better art. Uh, the more we understand ourselves, the, the better the art. The, the more we slow down and um, the more present we are in, the, in right now, uh, the better we do. So I, I really love in, in our notes here, we've got um, journaling can be a part of a creative ritual. And, and uh, I think Julia mentions this in terms of uh, having it as a daily thing. Uh, you're talking about it as a, as a, as a daily um, ritual. Uh, I'm talking about it as a, a lifelong habit. Uh, of, ha- of having them around and using them and uh, using it as a tool. I think uh, uh, having rituals in our life is incredibly important as artists and uh, ones that centre us and help us understand who we are. They're the powerful ones that we, we really need to make into uh, something that happens regularly. If our listeners journal in any way, um, and maybe if you have a creative way that you do it, we'd l- also love to hear about it. <laughs> and oh, I think that's so. what's fascinating to us. You know, we, we want to hear about these things. Mm. It's all about knowing ourselves, isn't it? It yeah. really is. It's a understanding who, um, who we are very much so. Um, uh, the, I've got a little quote here by uh, Lassie Tung. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his name, sorry. Uh, those who know others are wise. Those who know themselves are enlightened. And I think that that uh, gets to the very basis, um, the bottom of being creative. It's about knowing ourselves uh, and how we work. And I, I hope this has been a, um, uh, an, an inspiring episode for you to uh, start to explore uh, with this notion of uh, a visual diary, a, a sketchbook, uh, a, a notepad, a, an iPad, some software, or a journal. <laughs> I just carry yes. a little note card. I pull one out, and it's not a big book, and I can just mm. write down a couple little things I'm thinking about. Easy. When I was just <laughs> uh, starting my walk across Tasma- the bottom of Tasmania with my son, um, I couldn't. Um, uh, I hadn't managed to find uh, uh, my journal before I left and I was in a panic because I need a very tiny one uh, to carry. 
and a small pen because you know every ounce counts when it comes to bushwalking for such a long time. And when I was down there, do you know I went to five shops <laughs> to try and find the one that I needed to carry for that week just so I could have my uh, my journal with me. So that's how important of a ritual it is to me that um, uh, I needed to have one uh, to actually start that particular journey. We want to understand more about ourselves and more about the way we think and more about how we can become who we are so we can do the creative work that we want to do. I think it's really amazing. Len, mm, we didn't do enough flirting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we didn't today. Um, <laughs> it, it, it will come again. I think maybe it comes in waves like our um, uh, creativity. And maybe maybe. It, it's, a, uh, it's one of those things. Well, I will give the audience a tiny teaser. So... Um, if you don't know, we're doing this podcast in seasons, and so there will be, I think, 15 episodes in the first season. We don't number them, but probably come out as numbers anyway. Um, but we are are already in the midst of planning season two, and I'm really excited. This is going to be a lot more flirting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we should. It's an affair. We keep forgetting it's an affair um, and we because might we get bring so some... excited about the conversation, and um, <laughs> that's what fairs are about, aren't they? It's uh, 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 having such magical conversations and stopping and concentrating on something that's special for ourselves. Yeah, agreed. So fun. <laughs> well, Len, thank you so much for another wonderful conversation about creativity, having our affair. (laughs) (laughs) I always come away from these um, feeling really inspired. Like now I'm like, Ooh, what can I add to my journaling practice that I'm, that I'm not doing now? And I kind of like that idea. And, um, and how can we, uh, all journal in our creative ways and also use it intentionally to inspire our own creativity. So um, anyway, we're just wondering how you do that. And also don't forget to email us. You can keep the conversation and your creative passion flowing by engaging in conversation with others and with us. You can email us at create at a creative affair podcast.com. We'd love, love, love to hear from you, how you use journaling in your creative process or not, but how you use journaling would be really amazing. We'd love to hear about it. And um, also, I love being a coach for creatives like you. In my 10-week Dream It, Do It program, I help creatives identify and overcome obstacles to become happier artists, grow more satisfied with their work, and live the creative life of their dreams. So you can go to my website, creativemindscoach.com and sign up for a free discovery call with me. Look, that'd be fun. I love talking to people really seriously. So if you're wondering what this is all about, just go on to my website and schedule a call with me. And I would love to chat with you about what you've been dreaming of. We can make it happen. Mm. Well, Brie, well, I, 
another amazing creative conversation. Like we so many, and there's so many more to have. And uh, I too leave um, lifted, and I learn so much um, from you, from our listeners, and from the act of just sitting down and gathering my thoughts and reflecting on my own practice, and even the practice of others. And uh, I think to this is a, a great example of doing that, and that journaling. Uh, actually helps us do that. Um, like, uh, how often do we sit down to a podcast cast and take notes? Um, oh, what a wonderful idea. Uh, anyway, I, I hope uh, you give uh, uh, creating a, a visual diary and uh, playing with journaling a, a try and see what happens uh, if you're not already or reconsider how you're doing it and, and uh, extend it in a different way. Um, I've just actually uh, only just yesterday posted out another issue uh, of Lens Journal and uh, uh, I was amazed because I, I felt it was my our best issue yet. And I keep thinking that every time I post one out, we've we've managed to uh, improve and, and do something better than the one before. Anyway, it's a, a a quarterly limited edition, high quality collection of creative art that I curate from all around the world, and the the works are in series, and uh, it's absolutely stunning. So if you're interested, um, you can have a look, and uh, you can subscribe at uh, at Lens Journal. As always, links to everything are in our show notes, or um, you can visit us at a, a creativeaffairpodcast.com. Uh, if you enjoyed the um, episode, uh, please to be uh, please subscribe and uh, follow us in your favourite podcast app, and um, uh, probably it's a great idea to to like uh, the episodes, and we'd so love to hear from you um, if you're finding. Um, inspiration from us. You can follow us on Instagram at a, a creative affair underscore podcast. So, well, Brie, uh, until next time, uh, my gorgeous lover and uh, uh, wonderful uh, affair person, <laughs> uh, I can't wait to our next affair and uh, the chance to get <laughs> together and to talk. Um, uh, something that we both love about so much, and that's creativity with you. So have fun. I hope you journal lots. Uh, I hope you create lots, and I hope you share lots. Uh, and I know that I will. And so for now, it's time to say goodbye. Oh, goodbye, Len. Goodbye.